Hey, I'm Danita. And hi, I'm David. Catch our show, School Days, help for moms and dads of school-aged kids. Look, we've been married for 14 years and have three school-aged children. We both work in the field of education. We have the same struggles helping our kids academically just like any other parent. So we want to share what we've learned and invite experts to share with us so we can all learn together. Join us Tuesdays from 11 to noon in the Blue Bowl. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Good morning. Welcome to School Days, help for moms and dads of school-age kids. I'm Danita Bailey. And I'm David Bailey, and I am back. <laughs> Welcome back, dear. Thank you, baby. Did it you enjoy your field trip? It was a fun field trip. Okay, good. Yes. So there are a lot of myths we believe about sleep that are adversely affecting our lives. Many of us as students pulled all-nighters out of desperation to finish a project or cram, cram for a test, not knowing how we were actually hurting our chances of a good grade. So in today's episode, we want to debunk these myths about sleep, tell you how sleep can affect your child academically and give tips for improving sleep health, which could actually affect your overall health. Mm-hmm. So do you ever pull an all-nighter? It was only usually around finals time um, that I had to crank those out. Um, and ironically, we there was a place at the University of Pittsburgh uh, called the Fishbowl. Uh, <laughs> it was at the medical school, and this is where all the students you would get your. I used to get Jolt Cola. Oh my gosh! Oh Jolt, yes. Do you know about Jolt Cola? Yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I hit I hit up one of those around eleven thirty. I was good for the rest of the night, but usually, I, you know, during the regular semester, I was pretty good. And when I was younger, like in high school, I. You know, I was pretty busy, so I, you know, went to school, played sports. Then I had a paper had a route. Paper route. Yeah, seventh through twelfth grade. Uh, Bill's so you had to get up pretty yeah. early for that. Yeah. What uh, time did you have to get up to do your paper route? Sunday mornings. It was around four thirty. It yeah. was just a Sunday morning. No, paper no, no, route? no. Seven days a week. Oh. It was after school. Uh, it was oh. the evening edition. Yeah. I never knew that all these years. Yes, it was the Pittsburgh. I imagined press. you like at the crack of dawn getting up. No, well, on a bicycle. Yes. And my little ringer. <laughs> <laughs> with with the little with the little uh flare hanging no no I no. I think that's a girl bike. No, well no, I didn't have that. I didn't no, I didn't ride on a bike. I actually delivered the papers to the door of my customers cuz I cared. Cuz you cared. I had great tips though. Anyway, we're getting on topic. We are. Yeah. So <laughs> you can sleep anywhere because you are not well rested. Yeah, pretty much. Like if I asked you to fall asleep right now, At you probably will. could. Anyone out there, if you ever run into me, just say David go to sleep and Give me about five minutes and I'll be out. Five is generous. Yeah. Like you could fall asleep in a minute and a half. I probably could, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have. And that's not good. We're no. going to find out more about why that's not good. We are. Yeah. But I have, but I have things to do. You're having some microphone <laughs> issues this microphone. morning. This <laughs> microphone keeps flopping yes. down. Right. <laughs> I want to tighten that. Anyway, all right. There we go. <laughs> okay. So, well, before we go any further... We want to say that it does take a village. So if you hear a great parenting tip or nugget of advice, share it with your parent friends. Facebook it, Instagram it, tweet it, link it in, and add the hashtag School Days Show and I am School Days. And we also want you to be a part of the show. So if you have any questions or comments, give us a call at 214-431-5062. So Dave, who is with us today? So we have Emily Benning. Um, Emily grew up overseas. Where'd you grow up overseas at? In Papua New Guinea. Papua oh, New Guinea. Yeah. 
That sounds like missionary work. Right gonna there. Missionary that work, like absolutely. Missions family. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. family, you got it. I know that's what, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember that. That that's, that was one of the, the the top, you know, like top five vacation spots. Like the one of the top five. I don't know. I don't know. It just sounds like everybody. That. Yeah, I don't know if it is or not. A lot of scuba divers like yeah. to get on there. <laughs> oh. uh, so she grew up in Papua New Guinea. And was a music major in college. Where did you go to college, Emily? I went uh, to college at College of the Ozarks in Branson, Missouri. Yes, I have heard mm. of it. Yes. Is that where the Ozarka water comes from? I don't think so. No? Okay. <laughs> it just sounds like it would. Okay, anyway. <laughs> let's <start> digress. <laughs> As her passions and interests grew, she decided to attend Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, where she earned her Master of Arts uh, in Marriage and Family Counseling. After launching her career in inpatient psych, she decided to take a holistic brain-based approach to counseling and helping relationships and transitioned to private practice. She has earned board certifications in neurofeedback. I want to find out more about what that Mm is. And um, as well as Christian counseling and loves helping adults and teenagers who struggle with feeling sad, scared, or stuck. She loves being an LPC who listens intently, a friend who camps and hikes, mm. and an introvert who enjoys a good cup of coffee and a book. Oh, you had me at coffee. Yeah. I really need some who right do now. I know. I'm super sleepy. I was talking to Jamie in the front and saying it is so ironic that we're doing a show about sleep health and I stayed up too late and I'm exhausted. Like yeah, yeah. a little bit in a coma. <laughs> yeah, I only got about three and a half maybe four hours of sleep last night oh yeah no. so emily don't we tell need me you. that <laughs> uh, she's like shame I'm, I'm gonna get you david yeah. okay so um my good friend amanda gamma who's mm-hmm. from mending clinic which is where you um see patients yes t- asked me she said have you ever thought about doing a show on sleep hygiene mm-hmm. and i said no, because I don't know what that is. <laughs> so let's ask you that. What's, yeah. What is sleep hygiene? Yeah, so the way that I like to talk about sleep hygiene is sleep hygiene is basically everything that we do to get ready to go to sleep and also the environment in which we sleep. Um, and so it has to do with what our bedroom is like, well, or the place that we're sleeping, what the environment is like. Is it cool, dark, and quiet? Um you know, or do we have a, a basically a quote unquote clean sleeping environment? Um, and then also sleep hygiene has to do with the activities leading up to what you're doing leading up to sleeping. So are you getting off your screens an hour before bedtime? Are you um, doing something relaxing like taking a bath or a shower, um, reading a calm book, those kinds of things to help you get set up for a good night's sleep? So all of that has to do with sleep hygiene. Okay. Yeah. So how much sleep do kids, adolescents, adults name? Is, is it the same? Does it get, do you need less as you get older? Yeah. So you actually do need less as you get older. So <clears throat> when, you know, obviously infants sleep all the time. Right. Um, and then, so when children transition um, into kind of where they're sleeping at night and then taking a nap in the day, the total number of hours throughout the day is anywhere between 11 and 15 hours um, mm. for, for children. Um, preteens and adolescents, their numbers are 
usually between um, nine and 11 hours of sleep. And then adults um, require about seven to nine hours of sleep. Um, and so anything less than that is not really very good for your health. So I'm not sad three. To say. Mm, why, yeah. look, why'd you three look at me when you said that? She looked right at me when she said that. She's like, did you feel, not good, yeah. you told on yourself. <laughs> She's like, so you got a half of, you half got a half of what you need. Less than yeah. half. Yeah. So if you, you need to, seven to nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's going to have to school us on what that does. Right. So, uh, you know, in doing a little research for the show, I saw some terms like sleep load and sleep mm-hmm. debt. What is that and how does how does that all affect the brain and sleeping? Yeah, so sleep load, sleep debt, um, those are terms to kind of talk about, you know, I didn't get enough sleep last night, so I might have a sleep debt. Sleep load is like, I feel like I can make up for that by sleeping, you know, 10 hours tonight because I only slept three last night. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, that would be a sleep, trying to do a sleep load Um, and so um, you know there's kind of some disagreement in the field on whether you actually can catch up those kinds of things and um, something that I was just reading recently um, encouraged you to look at your kind of it kind of on a weekly basis what your sleep habits are like so um, yeah you know if you got three hours last night but you can kind of make it up throughout the week um, kind of looking at your total hours of sleep throughout the week versus like if you just have one bad night of sleep mm-hmm. um, so um, it, you know I think sometimes people can start to have anxiety like I didn't get enough sleep last night and then that anxiety keeps them awake even more Mm. Um, and so you want to be careful about you know not getting too anxious about not getting enough sleep but then also being conscious of hey you know I I probably need to over the accumulation of the week make sure I'm getting enough Mm -hmm. so I'm just thinking I'm doing the math here so if you're saying seven to nine hours for an adult then you're saying about 49 hours 50 hours ish of Mm -hmm. sleep so that's the equivalent of basically two whole days of your week Yes. Just sleeping. Yeah, mm. absolutely. That's a lot of sleep. <laughs> it is. So we spend mm. about a third of our life sleeping. Yeah. Or we yeah. should. We should. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Some Dang. of us don't. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so why do we need to sleep? Like what happens in the brain that causes us to actually need mm. to sleep? Yeah. So that's a great question. And I think maybe because we don't understand how important sleep is, we kind of neglect it a lot. And mm-hmm. so I'm really glad that you asked that question. Um, <clears throat> so lots of things happen while we're sleeping. Um, our brain is actually almost more active when we're sleeping than when we're awake. So what's happening in, in the times that we're sleeping are um, our brain is kind of going through and cleaning out things that we don't need, um, getting rid of um, excess uh, memories, things like that, consolidating memories that are important um, and getting rid of things that we don't need. Um, The brain is also preparing us to be more there's, there's phases of, of sleep that actually help with um, muscle movement and memory, um, social um, awareness, things like that, um, and, and creativity. And so sleep is really important if you want to develop all of those things. And then from a body perspective, pretty much all of our body systems are helped by sleeping. So our immune system, all of our organs, um, they need us to be asleep in order to do the repairs that they need to do um, and help us to function at an optimum level. And so so, um, you know, sleeping is really important. If you think of all of the goals, pretty much any goal that you have in your life, um, if you're getting sufficient amounts of sleep, it's going to help you achieve that goal um, mm-hmm. even better. So um, sleeping is so important. And I think because people don't understand it, they think, oh, well, I need that time. But really, um, mm. you're kind of hurting yourself by not 
sleeping enough so yeah i saw this really cool video i think it was from a ted talk maybe but it showed how the waste that you were talking about builds up during the day and is it called adan adenosine 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 yes it's a chemical that builds up in your brain and um it causes you to be sleepy is that Mm -hmm. correct and then at night it you know brain fluids and stuff come and wash it away this was a really cool video and then you have lower levels in the morning if you've gotten a good if you've gotten a good night's sleep but if you haven't gotten a good night's sleep then you have higher levels of this chemical and that Mm -hmm. causes you to still be sleepy so that's the that's why it's important to actually get a good night's rest so all that waste and stuff can go away and cause you to be wide awake yeah yeah that's cool yeah, actually, um, not to get too sciencey, but yeah, you're right. The adenosine is the neurochemical, the neurotransmitter that helps us to feel like we're sleepy. And you're right. As we go through our night, that adenosine <clears throat> is absorbed, re- reabsorbed into our brain. And um, what happens when we don't get enough sleep is that adenosine is still kind of like floating around, making us feel sleepy. Mm-hmm. Really interesting thing about that, going back to your jolt that you love, um, is well, the not anymore. That, 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 that was twenty. Stop picking on me, Emily. <laughs> 20, if they have that Twenty-five years ago, hitting myself. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So um, something interesting that happens is when we intake caffeine, caffeine blocks our adenosine receptors. So we don't feel as sleepy. But um, just because those receptors are blocked and we're not feeling like we're sleepy, it doesn't mean that we actually aren't tired. Um, It Mm -hmm. just means that we are tricking ourselves into thinking that we're not tired. And so um, that adenosine is still there. It still needs to be, yeah, it's still building up throughout the day. You still need sleep to be able to release it properly. Mm -hmm. Um, But we can kind of trick ourselves into thinking that we don't. Okay. So, okay, here here goes my, my, here here we we go. go. Yes. You know me. All right. (laughs) So I'm I'm trying to relate it to something that I can connect to. So it's kind of like, so it needs to flush out by the morning so you can have a good day right yeah so it's i guess it's kind of like a <laughs> oh, Lord. it's kind of like an unflushed toilet basically for your brain <laughs> uh yeah because i mean a flat me a flush toilet it flushes out all the all the you know it, it flushes away and it's clear again right yeah, so i'm gonna have to think through that analogy yeah think think just I want you to chew on that for a minute <laughs> i'm gonna but put that in my okay, dog yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. So using my uh, medical expertise here to break this down for for the layman or yes. it could be like the kidneys <clears throat> and them getting back. I can't up. see kidneys. I can see toilets. <clears throat> you can say that's <clears throat> can, okay. Can you see kidneys? I cannot. Exactly. So okay. anyway, that's how it relates to me. So yeah, anyone else that's out why there? We're not medical experts. Yeah. <laughs> anyone out there who's who's feeling me? Um, <laughs> chew on that one for a second. <laughs> chew on that toilet analogy. Yeah, it's, it's like an unflushed toilet all day. Yeah. Which isn't good, right? Yeah, ex- exactly. See, 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 there you go. It's not good. That's like, okay. It's All not right. good. I'm sorry. All you right. want to get that out. Yes. you got to flush. <laughs> Sleep. It's like, it's like a flush. Whoosh. <laughs> All right. Okay. So um, can you kind of tell us what happens in the dick? Because I know that there's, I've heard of REM sleep and there's different levels or stages, stages, Mm -hmm. let's say stages of um, sleep. So what happens in those different stages? Yeah. So I kind of talk about that in two categories. So I'll talk about REM sleep and then I'll talk about everything else is non-REM and there's about four different stages of non-REM sleep. Non-REM sleep is a little bit more deep sleep and REM sleep is not as deep. Um, So your non-REM sleep is 
the deepest sleep that you have. It's very restorative. Um, and basically it's that cleaning that we're talking about. It's weeding out, removing unnecessary neural connections that we don't need. Um, so the purpose of the non-REM <coughs> sleep is to really just clean out all the things that we don't need and then hardwire the memories that we do need. Mm. So that non-REM sleep is really important to help us to be able to have memories that we are needing. And so if you're feeling like you're having a problem with your memory, think about, okay, am I getting enough sleep? You know, am I getting enough of that deep restorative sleep? The bulk of that sleep happens kind of in the first part of the night um, and um, into kind of the middle part of the night is really when your body focuses more on that non-REM, on those non-REM phases. And then REM sleep um, is really interesting. Um, it's a not as deep of a sleep, but it is really important to help us with creativity. Um, that's where we experience dreaming. Um, and then that's also where we really get a lot of good social acuity from. Um, it helps with muscle memory enhancement. Um, and then, so this REM sleep, um, we tend to get more REM sleep kind of near the morning hours of the night. And so people talk about, you know, burning the candle at both ends. Um, and I would say like, you can't even burn the candle at one end because at one end, you're really getting that deep restorative sleep on the other end of your sleep phase. You're getting that really good REM sleep and they're both really, really important. So, um, yeah, th that's that's what people mean by by REM sleep, and then we also have those deeper phases that are non REM. Mm -hmm. um, so what what effect does uh, so when it's time to wake up, or at least when you have an ideal time of when you would like to wake up, and then you hit, you hit the snooze button, and you're like, oh, I'm just terrible about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will hit it four or five times. Yeah, when I, I was in college, I would. She, she just cut me off. Yeah, she, she did. I apologize. That yeah, was no, very keep, rude. Keep, 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 you know, go, go on now. You got when it. I was, when I was in college, I would, we had bunk time. beds, and I was at the top of the bunk bed, and I would get down, climb the ladder down, get to the alarm clock across the room like seven times. Oh, no. Seven? But your roommates yeah, loved you. Oh, I know. Isn't that <laughs> awful? That's pretty bad. But mm -hmm. tell us why that that was yeah. um, not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so obviously, you know, the, the, um, the alarm, the, the snooze button is very disruptive. And so um, you may think like, oh, I just feel really tired if I can just get 10 or 15 more minutes. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just say um, it's better to not have this disruptive sleep and just wake up when it's time to wake just up. Just get up. Just get up because um, otherwise you're not really getting any benefit out of those extra 10 to 15 minutes of sleep. Or, you know, some people will snooze for like an hour. And, you know, in my opinion, um, getting that really good <clears throat> restorative uninterrupted sleep for that extra hour is much more valuable than hitting snooze for an hour um, or even, you know, a couple times, 10 to 15 minutes. So you're better off just, so just waking though. up late. So just go on ahead and wake up late instead of psyching yourself to thinking, right. well, if I hit it at this time and I'm going to keep on hitting it, that right. somehow that's better. Yeah, some people plan. You know, you'll plan, yeah. okay, well, I can snooze for an hour. And I would say it's it's really mm -hmm. not very restful to have yeah. that hour. Um, you're not really getting really good restful sleep. Gotcha. So we're fooling ourselves because it yeah. does feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and so but it's not really helping me. Right. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like the psychological habit, right? I'm mm -hmm. not, I'm not really ready to get up. Yeah. I don't feel ready to face my day. Um, and I would say, you know, if that's happening consistently where you don't feel ready to get up, um, you know, looking at the other end of your night, what time are you going to sleep? Um, you know, and that's the part that people like right. struggle with as well. Um, so it's definitely a battle. I 
get it. Yeah, you know, I know it's a struggle with, you know, our kids in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to give them about a 20-minute runway mm-hmm. uh, to get up. Uh, I could yank them out of bed, like, get out of bed. Uh, so uh, we don't do a lot of, well, you, you do snooze. You snooze. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to get her out of bed, too, to be honest, which I'm kind of getting them all going here. Uh, <laughs> like, babe, hello. <laughs> hello. Okay, get Need some she, help. She, she's off. <laughs> uh, but um, mm-hmm. with what would you recommend as far as helping kids just to get up? Because mm-hmm. it's not just some, t- I mean, unless, I don't know very many kids that are, well, I, mean, I don't know how kids sleep, so I guess I don't know what I'm talking about here. I just refer to my kids. So with our kids, um, they don't just pop up mm-hmm. unless they have some type of incentive. We'll maybe we'll incentivize them. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if you get up, we'll something rather than, oh, okay, then they'll pop up and go over. Or if it's uh, a vacation day, then they get up at six. Yes. Easily. <laughs> On the days that they're supposed to be sleep, sleeping Spring in. break. <laughs> Bing, <laughs> Christmas hey. break. They're like six o'clock. Hey, mommy. Right. I'm like, right. wake me up at eight, yeah. please. So any, any tips on how to help to get, yeah. get these kiddos up? Um, Teenagers. Right. So, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Splash for water sure. on them. <laughs> <laughs> um, for sure. That's oh. tough. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We, oh. Yeah, we have a call well, before oh, you answer great. that question, let's um, take this quick call here. And I'm going to try not to hang up on them. Hi, you've reached school days to help for moms and dads of school-age kids. What's your name and where are you calling from? This is Malcolm Finkley, my friend. Hi, Malcolm, Malcolm. Finkley. Oh, my goodness. Hey. That's a blast from the past. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fine. I'm actually in an audio-visual class right now I'm teaching. Oh. And so what better way to teach it, uh, what oh. teach it than to have... We, we call in to you to understand, you know, education and this whole audio so they can kind of see how this works. And yeah. So I'm in a class, classroom about 30 students right now. Oh, hi, guys. What's up, y'all? What are the ages of the students? <laughs> <laughs> how old are they? What grade? They're middle, middle school. I have seventh and eighth graders. Oh, that's wow. awesome. So are you guys going to, can they hear me? Are they doing what now? Can they hear us? Yes, they can. They can hear you. Okay. So, what time do you guys go to bed at night? What time do you guys go to bed at night? Man, not till two because you know the drug is keeping me up. You know what I'm saying? I heard midnight. So, so the answers range anywhere from nine p.m. to two a.m. Not to two a.m. What video games are you playing at two a.m.? Fortnite. Fortnite. And <laughs> I, I knew that was the answer. So and then also we have the cell phone. So what drew me into the show today was this whole issue of of kids going to bed at night. And I figured, hey, well, they're here, you know, they they're occupied with, you know, the video game and with the with the cell phone that has really changed the game in a lot that we do. Absolutely. You know, because they have their phones. And so me as a classroom teacher, I have to battle the phone even at night. Mm-hmm. Because I have students waking up and not being productive in classroom because well, they didn't get the adequate resources at night. Yes, and we are going to talk more about that and just how it is affecting your students and why a good night's rest is important. It's not just important for academics, but it's important for your overall health, which we're, we're going to talk about a little right. bit later, which they, they probably don't right. care so much about right now. But you might care about getting uh, better grades. Uh, or they might care about, uh, do they have any more star tests to take? Science, right? Yes. 
Okay, uh, uh, students, if you have a star test to take uh, next week, I believe, uh, on Monday, yeah. Tuesday or so-ish, uh, if you don't go to sleep normally early, I would recommend going to bed reasonably early the night before, uh, maybe by 10 at the latest, because uh, you don't want to be sleepy taking that test. Uh, it is not a good thing. It's a four-hour test, and so I would encourage at least, you know, and ideally all the time, but at least for one or two nights, uh, just uh, suck it up and go to bed early so you can get a good score. It would stink if you got problems wrong simply because you didn't get enough sleep. Yeah, that that's something. Um, now let let me ask let me ask you on the because I got eighth graders here uh -huh. who actually have passed the math and the reading portion of the star yes did you guys go to sleep early do you think that had an effect on on your test grade no, I, I, slept late. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting playing Fortnite till 2 a.m well, i yeah, did just I fine I, <laughs> yeah uh so I, I mean you can you can see with with students they have a they may not see the importance of that now yeah but you know I know as a as a educator as just as a human being, when I don't get the proper rest, it makes for a difference. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Wow, wow. well, yeah. it makes for a, a major a major difference in my instruction, in my ability to to think, um, and so it's yeah, transferring that knowledge with the with the competitions now with technology is a struggle i think for every parent and for for every instructor that we're we need shows like like this to, to help us get insights and gain so you know i love you guys and so i just wanted to call in and kind of show them how this works from a technical perspective but also on a subject that um is dear and that we're dealing with every day well and also speaking of the screen issue um our very first episode which you can download on um itunes and apple podcasts was about the effect of gaming on students so that's that's one that you you might want to listen to with your students i will definitely listen to it and i think i can create an assignment based on it now we're talking <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Wow! Well, thank you guys so much for calling. And thanks, Malcolm, man, and uh, hopefully we can catch up sometime soon. Love to catch up with you. All right, y'all take care. Okay, All right, you, you too. too. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Now that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Right. That's, that. that's 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 real. That's, that's cool. Real. That's where they're at. It is. Yeah. We we do have a couple of people with questions on Facebook Live. So Jorge Gamma, and this is this Jorge actually goes along with a couple of the questions that we have, um, which is how does different things different activities and different things that we eat or whatever affect um whether or not we're going to have a good night's sleep and his question specifically was how does alcohol affect your ability to obtain restorative sleep yeah awesome thanks jorge um hopefully not for children <laughs> yeah not for children or maybe, maybe maybe for but older for their parents maybe, maybe, because <laughs> yeah. i know no teenagers drink mm, at all no, ever no never anyway no, yeah no. so what so, what? so um yeah so alcohol it, it's really interesting. It helps you to feel sleepy. Like a lot of people will like, okay, I'll have a little nightcap so I can just, you know, drift off. Um, but actually, um, alcohol is, um, very bad for REM sleep. Um, and mm. so, um, it actually, um, kind of takes away your ability to experience that deep restorative sleep as well as just that, that really good REM sleep in particular. So they've done some studies with, um, some people in like alcohol rehab, 
centers and when they first come in and they're detoxing they have almost zero REM sleep um, and so wow. all of these functions that are that are happening during REM sleep um, you know just that creativity that social interaction all of those things are being um, hindered by that alcohol consumption and so um, you know it and it and it takes your body a while to metabolize that alcohol um, mm. and so it's you know, I don't want to encourage morning drinking at all, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about when is the best time of day to drink, no, like I'm not, I'm not encouraging that at all. Parents, but, parents no. don't do that. <laughs> you or your children. Yep. Yes. Don't try that at home. Um, along those lines um exercise before mm -hmm. sleep um is there is that a good thing or a bad thing should yeah. you have some space between sleep and exercise mm -hmm. yeah so exercise is actually really really good for sleep um exercise absolutely will help it's one of those sleep hygiene things that we were talking about they can actually help you really have a good night's sleep um usually people recommend about to a two hour gap between when you exercise and when you go to bed. And, um, that's just because exercising can be so activating. Um, it can produce other neurotransmitters that are going to compete with your sleepy neurotransmitters. Um, and so it's best to kind of give yourself a little bit of a, a break before you try to go right to bed after exercising. I know, uh, one of our strategies is maybe if we're out late and we're out somewhere with the kids and, and, they're just running around, running amok, <laughs> and like, you know what? Let them. Yeah, just let them run, run it, it off. Out, run it, run it off. <laughs> and then well, as soon as we put them in the car on the way they're home, out. they are out. They're <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. And they go straight to bed. But apparently awesome. we need to do that two hours before we get home, <laughs> oh, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about those people, and I used to be one of them, that says, I can drink a, an espresso before bed, and mm -hmm. it doesn't affect me at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so what we talked about earlier was just how that caffeine, you know, blocks that adenosine, and so it, it doesn't allow us to feel sleepy. Um, some Caffeine affects every person differently, but... Um, mm -hmm. Typically, you know, people recommend don't have caffeine, especially if you're having a hard time with going to sleep or staying asleep. So if you're noticing you're waking up really early in the morning and you can't go back to bed, it could be because of your caffeine intake. So um, if you have any problems with sleep at all, I would say limit your caffeine intake to the morning only. Um, and if you continue to have um, sleep problems, you know, some people may just not be built for caffeine. Like I said, all of our bodies mm -hmm. um, are affected differently by that. So. I remember when I was in college, there was this, these two guys, they had a dorm room, and they were infamously known as, they're called the Dew Crew. Uh, <laughs> like D-E-W, like Mountain, Mountain Dew? Dew? Yeah, Mountain Dew. Okay. yeah. It, and so their whole room literally was Mountain uh, Mountain Dew cans from a, anyone who's listening from 92 to 96 <laughs> era at University of Pittsburgh. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just shout out to my, to my pit crew there. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, they, were, they had this wall, literally from bottom to top all the way around the Mount mountain dew cans and wow. so that was literally hundreds and hundreds of cans and they were fans. they'd smile and cheesing in front of them and everything <laughs> yeah so i'm sure they were not getting much yeah. sleep yeah wait what i must have missed something what did that have to do with sleep the mountain dew guys no just too the caffeine. caffeine too much caffeine oh the caffeine oh sorry <laughs> i was like what does that have to do with anything yeah. okay yes yeah. they were drinking a lot of caffeine yes yeah. mountain dew have more you know does that are the rankings of caffeine is mountain dew one of the more heavily yes caffeinated more caffeinated i believe so i haven't yeah. done my my research on that you haven't no <laughs> I, I, I don't know the caffeine <laughs> rankings of caffeine. <laughs> we'll bring back another episode yeah yeah for an update yeah. all right um, so you know there's some can, can i ask a question you've been asking all the questions oh i'm sorry i'm, I'm hogging the mic <laughs> go ahead <laughs> hogging the cards 
No, sorry. Yeah, yeah give, give, give me some cards. <laughs> I, I, I want some of this action too, babe. I want some of this. All right. So, um, what can we do to promote more restful sleep, just in general, uh, for and particularly, I guess, with, with our with children and, and students? Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, some of the things that we've talked about today, you know, focusing on sleep hygiene is really good. Um, I think consistency is one of the mm -hmm. best things that you can do for your sleeping mm -hmm. habits. Um, whether you're an adult or a, or a child, um, consistency is really important. And so one of the most important sleep hygiene um, practices is going to bed at the same time every night and waking up at the same time every morning. Gotcha. Um, and you, and even throughout the weekend, um, you know, sometimes that might vary an hour or two in the weekend. Um, but as much as possible, trying to be as consistent as possible with your sleep hygiene gotcha. um, and your, and the time that you're going to bed and waking up every night. Uh, I had another thought on that. So, you know, we're kind of, we're, we're kind of winding down the school year and students are going to be getting into a whole different routine of mm -hmm. sleeping and going to bed and waking up. Um, and people are like, oh, great, we can sleep in. Or, you know, some people, you know, the parents get their, get their parents, I mean, get their children busy. Um, so what are your thoughts on kind of winding down the school year and amping up? Because I know you, we try to, uh, what, about a week or so before the school year starts to kind of get them back on a school schedule. So like mm -hmm. what, what are your thoughts about kind of winding down and, and, and preparing for entering back into the, into the fall? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I, um, you know, well, I'm going to go back to your earlier question about how do you get kids up in the morning? Um, and, and it kind of all relates together. So, um, our mo one of our most important sleep hormones is called melatonin. Mm-hmm. Melatonin is something that our body naturally produces. And um, one of the ways that our body is cued to produce melatonin is through light, through lighting. And so, um, you know, one of the ways, going back to your earlier question, mm -hmm. is um, really giving yourself and your kids good light cues in the morning. And so, you know, opening up the curtains, making sure, you know, you turn the lights on, things like that to kind of get get people activated. Yeah. Um, I know we kind of all enjoy a really slow start. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're really needing to get going, um, <laughs> I can, pointing that can my really wife, help. If you can't see me right now, I'm pointing at <laughs> so Danita Bailey. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, and so light cues are really important. And so, um, you know, the summertime we have, it's light outside till nine, nine 30 here, mm -hmm. you know, where we live. Um, and so, um, it's going to be harder to get yeah. kids to go to bed early at night. I feel night like a loser would go to bed when the sun's still up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that kind of naturally happens, but, um, you know, then as you're winding into the fall, um, even though it might still be light out, you know, putting, creating a really low light environment in your home, um, you know, making sure the curtains are closed, the lamps are turned on low you're not having a lot of overhead light things like that yeah um and that kind of goes into the screen topic which is a whole nother discussion or question but um the lighting cues are really important as far as how we get our information our how we give our body information that it's time to go to sleep right. and it's time to wake up yeah so what what is the you mentioned the the lighting so what is this blue light thing yeah. it's blue right yeah light that blue it light. emanates what what is mm -hmm. the concern about that yeah so um different lights um have different frequencies and they um they hit our eyes and even though we don't know it our brain is picking up that these lights have different frequencies so um the screens that we look out throughout the day our cell phone our computer <clears throat> our you know tablet whatever we're looking at has this blue light um emanating from it so it's it's um 
going at a certain frequency that's hitting our brain and that light is very activating it's telling our brain it's time to stay awake it's time to be alert um, and so those screens really cause our brains to wake up and so the big deal about screens getting off screens an hour before bedtime is to give our brain a chance to recalibrate to getting rid of that high frequency light um, and getting to a point where it's saying okay i'm producing enough melatonin i'm feeling like it's time to go to bed um, and so getting off those screens is really important. Um, you know, some people have tried a couple of different hacks, like putting different filters on your phone or mm-hmm. um, sleep mode. Yeah, <laughs> sleep mode. Exactly. Yeah, that solves all the problems, right? Um, and then you can also buy, I think you she can get them on you. Amazon, yeah, um, <laughs> but you can get these blue light blocking glasses, you know, that are supposed to help as well. Um, and so some people have mentioned that that's helpful. Um, but again, you know, if you are somebody who struggles with insomnia, um, you know, taking that really seriously to kind of get off the screens would be a good, really good first step. Okay. Um, and one other thing on that, um, I was reading recently also, even when you close your eyes, um, that light is still hitting your eyelids. And so that's why it's really important in terms of sleep hygiene to have a very dark room um, because Mm -hmm. your brain is still processing light. So even if you're falling in, uh, falling asleep in front of the TV, those lights are still hitting your eyelids, mm. going into your eyes, through into your brain, and c- keeping you activated. And so, you know, people who say, well, I, I have to fall asleep in front of the TV, it's likely you're not getting a really good rest that mm. night. Okay. Yeah. So there is a movement lately with some of the school districts to start high school and middle schools later. Why is that? And why do, th- why do some people feel like that's important yeah. to you? And I was just thinking about that when Mr. Malcolm called in from his class, yeah. you know, all these yeah. kids talking about going to bed at 2 a.m. They're um, probably cheering right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, really interesting thing happens around adolescence is um, our circadian rhythm, which is kind of the rhythm that happens throughout the day that tells us that it's time to go to sleep. Um, So our circadian rhythm kind of shifts back two hours, about two hours when you become an adolescent. And so, um, and then when you become a young adult and into adulthood, it shifts forward again. So this really unique time in adolescence where your circadian rhythm is off by about two hours. And so Teens and adolescents naturally feel more awake, more alert later on into the evening, and then naturally feel more sleepy and tired in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a really natural scientific phenomenon um, that happens, and there's different speculation as to why. But um, so, for example, what might feel like 10 p.m. to you or I might feel like 8 8 p.m. to yeah. them. They're just getting started. They're just getting started. <laughs> and so, um, you know... Uh, that same thing translates to the morning. If we're asking a child to get up or a teenager to get up at 6 a.m., it really feels like 4 a.m. That's like asking you or I to get up at 4 in the morning. Um, And so obviously, you know how you feel when you have to get up that early. You just Mm -hmm. don't feel your best. You're not thinking clearly. Um, And so really interesting thing they've done is they've actually... um, um, done studies where the schools have shifted to a later start time and across the board without changing any other metrics um, those schools have reported higher test scores really um, because those kids just feel more awake more alert mm-hmm. um, and they you know they feel more equipped to do the things that they're being asked to do so it's it's actually I think a really good idea I wish more people would consider it you know because it's actually really helpful for yeah. those kids so how does so if they're going to school earlier and they're coming in groggy and tired, um, how does that affect their ability to receive information? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because high school can be pretty intense yeah. uh, with those hard, hardcore subjects, algebra one, geometry, you know, 
I'm a math guy, so I'm gonna kind of lean towards the math stuff, <laughs> a calculus or whatever, whatever biology, mm-hmm. whatever it is we're taking, and doing it when you're tired. Uh, how does that impact the student's ability just just to process and receive? what's being taught to them. Right, yeah, so they're not, um, if they're not getting a good night's sleep beforehand, <clears throat> they're coming in tired, um, they're gonna have a really hard time taking in that information, like you said. Um, you know, it, you can kind of think of it like a sponge, and if it's already saturated, then you're not gonna be able to add more water into right, it, right? right? And that's kind of um, huh. what happens throughout when we're getting a good night's sleep and we're you know, awake and prepared to do what we need to do, then our brain is like a dry sponge. And, and we're so able to receive it out, like ready because to all receive. the waste yeah. has been eliminated. Exactly. It was flushed down the toilet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, I would, it's better to have a, a dry sponge to receive all of that information than one that's already saturated. And so, yeah. um, you know, getting a good night's sleep, having an appropriate start time, um, those are going to set those kids up for success to receive the information that they're being asked to process. And another thing that you said that um, when we're sleeping, our memories start to solidify and things like that. So um, I know when I, <laughs> I at one point started forgetting things a lot, like I'd forget at one people's point. name. I'm better now. okay i'm not well rested Mm -hmm. but um yeah i started forgetting things like i couldn't remember just like regular like what is that it's a shoe like and so i went to my doctor yeah i mean Mm -hmm. it was bad it was that bad bad, yeah Um, but i went to my doctor and i was like do i have early onset of anything and she's like Let's start with getting a good night's rest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she's like, how much sleep are you getting? I was like, well, like six hours. And she said, that is not enough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to your point, you know, all of the, uh, if you're experiencing memory loss or if you want to remember because you're trying to study for, mm-hmm. for tests and things like that, sleep is so important because that all of your, your memories start to solidify. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, going, I think... I saw one of the topics of today was talking about all-nighters, pulling yeah, an all-nighter. Yeah. Um, and if you think about what you just said about how our brain helps us with our memory when we're asleep. And so pulling that all-nighter is not going to help you to do well on that exam that you're cramming for. Um, it's much more effective. They've done a lot of studies where that show it's much more effective to you know study a little bit um, beforehand and then go and get a great night's sleep. Maybe study a, like an hour or two before your test. That's going to set your brain up much better to be able to perform on that exam than staying up all night. Um, after that point, you're going into a test, you're completely depleted and your brain has not had a chance to really categorize those memories that you're trying to really access during that test. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's, really, it's like a lot of diminishing returns. Exactly. Basically. The later you go, the less you're going to get. What are some of the issues that if, if you just develop a lifestyle of just not sleeping early on, because uh, I'm kind of in that boat right now mm-hmm. of just struggling with, got to work. Don't work, don't eat. So, you know, what is, what are some of the repercussions of that? Right. So, um, yeah, you know, kind of talked about early on, um, you think about any goal that you have, um, in, in how you're going to achieve that goal. And you think of the steps that you need to take to achieve those goals. Um, and I think just factoring in, Hey, I'm going to be a person who is committed to getting seven to nine hours of sleep, you know, yeah. cause I know that's going to help me to reach my goal. I know that's going to help me to interact with people in a, in a better way. I know that's yeah. going to help me with stress management. I know that's going to help me with my attention and my focus. Um, and so, you know, 
I, I think, you know, in our culture, in our society, we tend to kind of wear this badge of honor of like, oh, I only sleep, you know, three hours or four hours a night. Right. And it's like, look at how productive I am. Um, but like you said earlier, this law of diminishing returns kicks in to where um, if you're sleeping three to four hours a night, then during the day, you're not able to focus as well. You're not able to, um, you know, feel your best. And then, you know, you also talked about kind of like body systems, um, you know, our immune system goes down, we're at higher risk for things like cancer and obesity and things like that, that are directly linked to right. lack of sleep. Um, and so if you don't make this a part of your goal planning, um, then you can really, um, you know, just make that goal not as achievable as if you plan to kind of get a, an adequate amount of rest throughout your day. Yeah. Um, this has, this, this has me thinking about, um, from you know, coming from the educator mindset now of of how much work uh teachers give their students um you know in my opinion i think there's a there's a good there needs to be a good balance of giving them quality work but not giving them just work for work's sake you know i've had um you know i've had students who i've worked with i've coached and you know they had you know 35 problems why mm -hmm. you know it's it's so they're spending all these hours doing all these problems. Okay, if you don't get it after the first 10 to 15, then you're not going to get it for right. the next 20 yeah. uh, as well. Um, you know, and sometimes, sometimes just the nature of school and the rigor of the school can have an impact on that too. So I'm just kind of thinking out <coughs> loud for, for any educators out there just to be mindful of, of how much because more doesn't necessarily mean better. Well, and, and kind of going back to, you know, what, what Mr. Malcolm called in with his students, um, you know, they may not be motivated by wanting to do good on the star test. Like that's a really hard concept for them to really think like, oh, I want to do good on my star test. But, you know, if you think about any other goal you have, if you want to do good in sports, if you're into, you know, the arts, if you're into music, things like that, um, you know, sleep is helpful for those things as well. Yeah. Um, and so if those are things that are important to you, you know, then like sleep can help with everything. So, right. um, yeah. That's well, great. Let's um, spend our last couple of minutes giving you, <laughs> excuse me, giving some tips about how we can avoid the need for the all-nighter, whether mm. it's the project that you have to finish and your kid comes to you like the night before and says, I have to build a volcano <laughs> or I have this test right. the next day. So what are some things that you help your clients with so that they don't have to wait to the last minute and then lose sleep? Yeah, so um, as I mentioned before, um, just just kind of mapping it out, uh, kind of going backwards. So look, look at the, look at the, the the due date and then planning backwards um, multiple days or you, know, you have to look at the timeline from when you get the assignment to when it's due or from when you are know when a test is coming up to when you're going to take the test but to take it back as far as possible and then break it up into smaller bite-sized pieces um, and then also looking at how much time does it realistically take <coughs> to get something done also looking at if you like say it's a project okay well if there's materials you have to buy, you have to actually go out and buy the materials. You have to, you have to carve out time for that. It's not just going to magically happen. You know, if you come up the night before and say, oh, well, we got to go to the store at 10 and buy, um, I don't know, uh, colored cotton balls, you know, where are you going to find that at? You know, so you have to really plan those things out as well, uh, breaking them down into sections. So let's say you're doing a, a test on Chapter 7 of a test. Uh, well, maybe Monday do 7.1, Tuesday do 7.2, Wednesday do 7.3, Thursday um, you know, do 7.4, and really it should be just like a light review. The night before a test should not be a time where you're trying to 
learn it for the first time. Right. Um, so, and even before that, if you want to go back even further, uh, even a better tip than even, you know, to help you really drive it in is to actually study along the way. Uh, so as you get the material, you're learning it in smaller pieces so that when you get to the actual week of the test, you're not trying to learn it for the first time. A lot, I know a lot of kids, they just struggle with that because they don't study. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't review what was being taught. Uh, and so when you don't do that, it's going to really have a big impact on their ability to to retain what's being, you know, what they need for the test as well. So really just backwards design is taking it from where you want to go to taking it back to where you are whenever you can, digesting it in smaller pieces as you go. The night before, a little review, because, I mean, it, when, when you're ready, you know those times when you just when you know you're ready? Right. Uh, versus the time when you know you're not, and you're, uh, uh, like some of my kids used to do on a test, they would, uh, I give them an assignment, you know what they write on there? Jesus. <laughs> uh, wh- well, this, oh, Jesus just answered everything, right? Uh, well, oh, no. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I say well, not on this test, and and bam, wrong because mm-hmm. that's just not prepared, or you know you can't you know, come and dear Lord, I know I didn't study, but please, no, no well study, mm-hmm. study. I I say teachers teach, students study. Mm-hmm. I could keep on going, but I'm not going to because yeah. Well, do on. do you have any resources that we could offer them that you give us that you that you usually give to your clients? Yes, like. A form or something yeah so one of them is if you go to uh, noggineducation.com as soon as you go on the page at the very top is our daily study checklist uh, it is a list that we've created to show uh, you as a parent and your child how to uh, work through a study session at night as well <coughs> um, and if you send me an email um, to david at noggineducation.com uh, I can send you um, a, a project worksheet uh, as well that I've created. Um, I'm thinking about putting that up on the website as well. Now that it'll be on it. the school day's website. Oh, it will. Yes. Wonderful. Okay, great. I gotta make it look nicer. <laughs> yes. Okay. So thanks, babe. All right. No, but yeah. But seriously, um, now it's kind of hard because we're kind of at the end of the school year and kids are probably like, well, whatever. Well, some but people are taking summer classes. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So it does help. But just keep these things in mind, parents, because it is so, so critical. So they won't have to pull an all-nighter and be tired. an all-nighter sometimes means that you're doing an all-nighter, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> and you will not be fresh for work. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. We're actually out of time. This um, this hour just flies by, yeah. usually. Um, so thank you so yeah, much. Thanks for, for having me for um, sharing with our audience. And as always, we want to let you know what's going on with Noggin. So what's going on with Noggin Educational Coaching, Dave? Uh, so as we are kind of coming towards the uh, the final stages of test prep, whether it be star testing, state testing, uh, uh, college, you know, the standardized tests. Um, that it's still not too late, that there are ways that you can learn how to be a, a smarter test taker, and Noggin is here to help you with that. So uh, you can go to noggineducation.com where, we can, uh, where you'll see um, our, our test prep services, what we do. Uh, but also, um, it's never too early to start preparing uh, for the long-term preparation. I see a lot of students now that, because they forgot a lot of stuff, um, are not prepared. Uh, academically for some things that they have to do so um, start early um, we can help you find those gaps now and 
get you on that on that path. So when it's time to take those tests, maybe in the fall, SATs and those types of things, that you're ready. So if you're taking it now or later, uh, we're here for you. We'd love to love to serve you. Yeah, and so on with Noggin Educational Foundation, we actually have an event this weekend. So we are gearing up for our summer math and reading program. And what we do is we do a lot of hands-on fun activities and games, but it takes a lot of time for us to put all those together. So this Saturday from 10 to 2, we will be um, at our office in the Grand Prairie area. So if you're somewhere in the Metroplex, we would love for you to help us cut and paste and organize our activities and um, give us some help. So if you'd like more information about that, you can uh, email me at info at schooldazedshow.com. So let, me say, let me say one more thing about that. And also, if you have a child who needs volunteer hours. Oh, absolutely. Uh, or a youth organization, a youth group or something, uh, that's a great opportunity for them to get uh, hours met functionally for them, but also uh, can help us as well. So, yeah, I think uh, can, we have yeah. a couple students showing up this weekend yeah. just for that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it, could be, it could be a family affair. Yeah. So what's happening next week? So next week, our listeners will uh, take over the episode. You guys will ask the questions. We've invited Associate Superintendent Dr. Buddy Banner from Louisville ISD, an educated education advocate and former principal, Belinda Nickel, to answer your questions. Yeah. Between the two of them, they have 62 years of experience in education. That's some wisdom right there. That's a lot of wisdom. So send us your questions, anything education related. So it could be about education policy policy or curriculum or homeschooling, you know, maybe, maybe what are some of the resources in the school districts and things like that. Whatever questions you have, you guys literally, literally, regarding education <laughs> you guys are taking over so email us those questions to info at schooldayshow.com because the show is in your hands and as always head to our website schooldayshow.com for more information and remember you don't ever have to miss a show find us on spotify apple Podcasts, google play music stitcher pretty much anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts you can download and subscribe to us. And also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we're going to be at Noggin Foundation. And there we share a lot of sh- uh, tips for helping your student, information about programs, and uh, things about the school day show so you don't have to miss those shows. And uh, so we hope to find you guys there. And the last thing we always want to end is end by saying that David and I are parenting by grace. Uh, we depend on God to give us the wisdom and strength we need to raise our kids into flourishing adults. If you'd like to find out more about this, email us at info at schooldayshow.com. And in light of this episode, I may just go take an afternoon nap. <laughs> she said naps aren't good. Oh, well, then I'll take a... You'll go to uh, bed, bed early. Yeah, I guess that's even better. <laughs> I might be tired now, but anyway. All right, guys. Well, have a good night and have a great week. School Days is sponsored by Noggin Educational Foundation. At Noggin, we provide free educational resources to students from low-income families and support to their parents like the preceding broadcast. School Days is made possible by the generosity of listeners just like you. Please consider donating to Noggin at Noggin, N-O-G-G-I-N, foundation.org.